Welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's first question comes to us from Peter, who has asked us, what other superhero should get a Logan-style movie? I feel like this is a good question to answer now, because we're right in between Black Panthers destroyed the box office and did mm-hmm. amazing, and mm-hmm. we're about, what, like a month away from Infinity War? Yeah, just so, just shy of a month, I think. Yeah, just shy, because they, they bumped it back a week. Oh, oh did they? Because originally okay, yeah. it was going to come out the first weekend of, of May there, like on the 4th, mm-hmm. Star Wars Day. Sure, uh, that but makes they bumped sense. it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Nothing says Star Wars like having to fight a galactic supervillain. Yeah. It actually does kind of make some sense. Anyway, they bumped it back into the end of April, so... Oh, okay. Interesting. So, yes, we're uh, roughly a month away from that. Plus, yeah. Dave has now finally seen Logan. I have. This This is actually a great reason to watch Logan. Yeah. Um, when Sean told me about... what When we did our, our um, top ten... Well, guys from top ten movies from 2017, and Sean said that Logan was your number one? Yes, it was. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, I need to watch this. And I, I almost started it one day, and then I was just like, ah, I don't think I'm in the mood for this today. So I didn't. And then this question came along, and I thought, oh, god damn. Okay, well, I know we're doing this this week, so I need to watch this. So I watched it last night, and it is awesome. Yeah. It's real good. Yeah. Like, it's... It's... <sighs> now, it is... You said that it's, um, it's like, finishing the Logan story, right? Like, it's not part yes. of the X-Men... Like the, the, the reboot X-Men franchise, The first classy right? stuff? No, this is more like Wolverine Origins and that sort of thing. Wolverine, okay. Wolverine Origin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, which kind of makes sense. But it's been... Uh, yeah, it's just... it's Because I don't think I've seen Wolverine and Wolverine Origin. I don't haven't seen any of those. But this one was... Uh, God, it was dark. It was edgy. It was violent as hell. Oh, yeah. Like, R-rated Wolverine is the Wolverine that we've all been kind of waiting for. Yeah. He's not a nice guy in the comics, and he's the one that kills stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everybody else kind of just stops with stops people with their powers, but Wolverine, he's kind of the guy who, well, he does what he has to do. Well, and he's literally stabbed, like, his power is he heals, mm-hmm. but because he heals, he had knives put into his fists, and then he mm-hmm. punches knives into people. Like, that's yeah. that's literally Wolverine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, which is one of the reasons why he is so badass. Yeah, exactly. Plus, he's from Alberta, so woo. Which is also pretty great. Yeah. I do like that, um, like, it, it in the X-Men, you know, the, just the, the X-Men and X2 and that awful X3 movie. <laughs> oh, Last Stand? You mean where they did the Dark Phoenix saga in, like, an hour yeah. and didn't really explain it well and then just yeah. ended it? Yeah, that one. Yeah. I do like that Logan was kind of a jackass, but it was mostly just, like, being cheeky and mean to Scott and, like, stealing Scott's cars and all that stuff, whereas, like, this Wolverine was just brutal. Well, and this, like, this, that's, and that's exactly why Peter asked, because this is a complete 180 from mm-hmm. superhero movies, right? Like, there are, other than Deadpool, Mm-hmm. There are so few superhero movies that have taken a chance like Logan took. Right. Where it's like, here's, like, you might not want to see this as a fan of Charles Xavier, as a fan of Wolverine, as a fan yeah. of X-23. You might, as the and as an X-Men fan, this isn't going to be fun. 
No. But it's a brilliant story, and it's showing, like, it's an old man Logan story, which is another, like, another branch in the comics. Actual oh, is very it? good branch. Yes, Old Man Logan's awesome. Oh, cool. I, I that part I was unaware of. I just, which kind of makes sense. Like the guy, well, because he he heals, but he also takes forever to age, right? Yeah, because he heals. His cells because constantly regenerate, right? Yeah, that's what yeah, that's aging what is: is your cells not regenerating as fast as when you were younger, right? So your body changes. So for him, that's just it's exponentially slower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's. Uh, it's it's really cool, and uh, um, I I had somewhere I was going with this. Uh, you liked Stephen Merchant? Um, he was awesome. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. Sorry, like it's it's cool that Logan is is that old. Like he's you know what a hundred and fifty or something like that. Like he's a super super old, but is you know especially in the you know the earlier movies he's a pretty young looking dude. Like he's. Hugh Jackman just at Hugh Jackman's age whereas now you kind of get to see him and it's not so much that he's getting old it's that the Antium is finally doing its number on him yeah it's poisoning him yeah yeah Charles Xavier is no longer as mentally sound yeah and that's real sad (laughs) it's really sad but I kind of I liked it in the sense that it made for a really good film Oh, yeah, it definitely did. And Patrick Stewart was brilliant. Oh, he was so good. Yeah, that first scene where you see him and he starts cussing at Wolverine is just amazing. Yeah. And that was the other thing I really liked about it is it was it was violent and it was edgy and it was it was at times, like, one could say hard to watch. Yep. Um, but it was also, there were some really funny moments in it. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, like, kind of everything about it just made for a really good watch. So, yeah, I could definitely see why you liked it as much as you did. Well, and they, they, they started touching on the X-23 storyline as well. That's the little mm. girl. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's just, like, again, a fairly good comic and a fairly good character in the X-Men universe. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I don't know a lot about that character, but I liked the character in the film. Yeah, well, and I like the the interpretation they did in the film. Okay. Uh, and how everything was based off of a comic book, and it's just like, oh, God, those stupid <laughs> comic books. <laughs> yeah, that was a nice little, like, play within a play sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, um, I'm, I'm really glad to have seen it, and I'm, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed that movie. So then so, the question is... Yeah. What superheroes need their own Logan treatment? I've been thinking about that basically, I mean, since since you you told me that this was a question. Because we've, we've known about this one for a while. We just had to wait for me to watch it and we needed the right time to do it. And I needed you to see more superhero things and to know, yeah. to be a bit more immersed in comic culture. Because, like, Peter sent us this, ooh, a couple weeks after Logan came out last year. Oh, yeah. See. Well, Peter, I'm sorry it took me this long to watch it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I guess it depends on, like, are, are we talking about, like, an old character or, like, kind of a more edgy... I guess there's different ways that we could approach this question, and I suppose, yep. that, you know, that's where we start, right? Like, you know, do you want to go with, like, Spider-Man when he's 50, or do you want to talk about, like... <laughs> do you want to see old man Spider-Man? Oh, God, no. 
So then no. that's not a that's not a answer. No, I know, but I'm just talking about like I'm just bringing up random characters, right? Like just characters that that you know. Do we want to see talk about these characters when they're old and aged and not necessarily as as physically capable of doing things anymore? Or are we talking about like just how much more violent this movie was than other X Men movies have a tendency to be because it's R rated and has a little bit more liberty. It's also grounded. It's also based in a reality that doesn't take place in a huge universe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's in a universe, but it's not in the huge, like, oh, man, it's canon to uh, the Avengers sort of right. idea, right? Yeah. Um, it also gives you a different perspective, I think is especially important, on Xavier on Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And there's no main villain. Actually, that's a really good point. Yeah. I never really thought about it. Like, the, the, the doctor who arrives kind of midway through is, is you know, he's the, the one who is at the head of trying to stop it. But Boyd Holbrook, is that who it was? Boyd Holbrook? Yeah. Yeah. He uh, he was great, by the way. Um, yeah, he was. As, like, the it was the Reavers, I think. Yeah. 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 It's been, it's been a little bit since I've seen it. I watched it. The last time I watched it was in around Christmas. Oh, okay. Yeah. But as yeah, I think you're right, the the Reavers. But the guy who's you know heading up the charge of trying to find Wolverine and and the girl more in, more accurately. Yeah. Um, augmented soldier, augmented mercs trying to basically survive. Yeah. In this yeah. horrible world. And they are they are not doing a good job of that. No. But uh, yeah, it's just um, those are they're the two kind of villains, but they're not like it's not like. A Doctor Oct. I keep going back to Spider Man just because you know it's. You know it very well, so that's yeah. That's why I know, you're doing I know it. Spider Man well enough, exactly. But yeah, it's not a Doc Ock or it's not a, a Green Goblin or something like that. It's it's right. you know it's it's not a, a super villain. It's just a guy trying to stop things. Yep. And that is kind of the beauty of. I mean, I guess in the X Men world, you have Magneto, who is very much a villain. But you also like in the the second one, you had. Um, what is it, Stryker? Is that who Brian T- Cox played? Yep. Yeah. Well, so, X-Men like, world, you have Trask, you have uh, Apocalypse, you have... Right. Like, there's there's tons of supervillains. I suppose there In are. the, yeah. like, Cassandra Nova. There's lots. That's not right. a movie one, so I don't expect you to know who that is. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or, like, the yeah, Sentinels, so- right? You know, you know the Sentinels. Right. I think so. Giant purple and pink robots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I sure do know those. No, that makes... Yeah. So I guess I guess there are supervillains, but I don't know. Like, I'm also thinking of, yeah, like X2, where it was Brian Singer who was kind of a villain, but he was just... He was just the, the antagonist more than the actual, like, villain, I guess. Yeah. Although he's more of a villain than anyone really is in the in Logan. Yeah, I suppose so. Right? Like, the Doctor, kinda. The clone, kinda. Mm-hmm. But Boy they Holbrook, all had... S- sure. Yeah. But they all had such minimal... I mean, not to say that they weren't... That they were minimal and the, that they didn't have a lot of screen time. It's just, like, it was less about them and more about Logan dealing with Charles and Laura and just like the decisions that he made that have taken them to where they are and like you know trying uh, when they end up with the with the family 
and they have dinner and they're just you know they're it's like a very nice moment yeah it's it's sweet and you yeah. don't like it, it's essentially it's a road like a chase movie mm-hmm. you know definitely things like that like that god every time logan tried to tried to keep them moving and every time charles is like oh no we can stay for dinner oh no we you know we can spend the night we can leave at dawn as it were and you know all these different things and i understand why he was trying to do it like to try and show logan what logan could have yeah but it's also just like i was so apprehensive going oh my god dude you guys have to leave. They're coming after you. They're they're right on your tail. You don't know. Charles, go. <laughs> but I got, I got really into it. Good. Yeah. That's cuz so, it's a good film. It's a very good film. So do you have any ideas on who who you would like to see get a Logan style treatment? Like a There are good cartoon treatments of an older Batman. Okay. Like Dark Knight Returns style Frank Miller. Okay batman where technically it's very 80s <laughs> okay but well that's just that's when it was written so yeah, it was no, like that, that we've already sense. had god what would it have been 30 years ago 40 years of batman yeah so what happens when batman's retired for a bunch of time but then a new brutal chaotic it's not so much about the like costumey villains as it is just beating the bejesus out of everything and just destroying like joker to the extreme but like if joker and bane were combined okay and was the essentially the main ga- like only game in town okay so it's like ruffians and stuff so then batman has like puts the cowl back on but he's mid to late 50s mm-hmm. if, if we're going the literal old superhero route that's probably yeah. the best one because that story already exists as okay. it does with old man logan right which makes sense. I, you know, I thought about Batman as I was watching it last night, and as I was as I was pondering it through my workday today, I did have a like. There's just something about Batman, and maybe it's because, as far as superhero movies, many Batman movies have been very, very well executed, and I'm not saying all of them, but many of them have been. Yep. And Dave, so, biggest fan of Batman and Robin. Oh just, yeah. Oh God, Chris O'Donnell, so good. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze? Come on. How can you go wrong? <laughs> Ice to um, meet you. <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, God. He literally became McBain. Um, he pretty much did. Oh, incidentally, there was a... Uh, I saw something where somebody pieced together... This is complete tangent, surprising enough. Uh-huh. Um, somebody pieced together like all the early episodes of The Simpsons. Anytime there was a McBain movie... If you ever, if you actually watched it, somebody pieced them together, and if you watched it in a different sequence, it actually gave you a little bit of a, of a McBain movie beginning to oh. end. Like, yeah, it's really interesting because it's like, it one he's always after Mendoza, and like at one point yep. Mendoza kills his partner, and then the next scene, you know, at, but it might be earlier on in the in the movie, but he is in the ice block, and then he ends up at Mendoza's mansion, like. It's basically all the same movie that gives you a little mini movie throughout the seasons of The Simpsons. It's pretty awesome. That sounds amazing. Also, yeah. uh, McBain's partner's name was Sully, and Sully yeah. was uh, had just christened his boat the Live Forever yeah. uh, with his wife, and they were about, what was he, three days away from retirement? A week? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know why I know that much about that McBain segment, 
But, but you uh, know the exact like, and I can picture the exact because they're sitting in the in the restaurant at the diner. Yeah, yeah and at the Sully reaches across to grab his at the counter, and he reaches across to grab the picture back from McBain and gets shot by the cook, who ends up who then ends up like running off on a motorcycle, doesn't he? Oh yeah, he jumps on a motorcycle that's for some reason in that diner, and then it's yeah. just like high powered handgun firing <laughs> after him. <laughs> damn! And then, damn! Damn! <laughs> We know a lot about old school Simpsons, especially apparently that one scene, which is ridiculous because it's not even The Simpsons. It's, well, it's, it's The not, Simpsons, but it's, well, like it is. it's just, a it's movie in The Simpsons universe. Uh, so, um, gritty radioactive man movie. Yeah, there you go. Actually, that would be kind of awesome. Gritty, like, hardcore radioactive man. You have to have Fallout Boy because Fallout mm-hmm. Boy. Yeah. Uh, who's well, yeah, the main obviously. villain? Well, it has to be. Oh, no, that was... Oh no! Yeah, the Cub Scout could be the Cub Master. The Scout Master. The Scout Master. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget the... to use your nails, boys. That's from the really silly one, but you could also have like Silly Sailor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who are the other characters that Krusty? Because there's there's the clown that he tries out for, but they've already cast that. But we'll you know consider you for Silly Sailor, and yeah, there's a few other ones that he. There are. Yeah, I can't remember what the others were. No. Anyway, I was <laughs> back to Batman. I was thinking about those. And, um, like, it does seem like Batman makes the most sense. I think, but the prop, the question is, have there been too many Batman movies already? But I guess at the same time... <laughs> How many movies does Wolverine have? Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say, is, like, between the X-Men movies and, like, all the different... You and know, there's six X-Men movies. Yeah. And there's now three Wolverine three movies. Three Wolverine movies, yeah. So, so that's nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose you could. Batman, so then the, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, Dark Knight, the Batman Dark Knight trilogy begins. Dark Knight Rises. How many is that? One, two, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Bat- well, and then do you count um, Justice Batman League v Superman? and Batman v Superman? I I think you have to count Batman v Superman mm-hmm. for sure. And I guess you have to count Justice League as well if we're counting the X-Men movies. Yeah. But Justice League came out after Logan. That's true. So at the time of Justice League coming out, they were tied for a number of movies. Yeah. So, yes, there's... uh, there There have been a lot of Batman movies, but at the same time, that's not necessarily a bad thing because there's a reason why we like them and they're, it's because they are generally as, as I stressed before generally well done yeah well so, it's he's the most grounded exactly. superhero in yeah. the especially in DC he's the most grounded by far because he's just a rich guy who's good at martial arts and like mm-hmm. a lot of tech yeah so it would be very interesting to see him at 50 years old where he is you know he still has the money but he doesn't necessarily have the the physical agility and capability to do all the things that he once could. Yep. I would I would be really interested to see that. So then at, then the question is do you get somebody who's already played him to play him? Like do you get a Christian Bale to re re revisit that character as an old man or do you find just a a brand new person to play Batman once as an old man? Older man. Well, it's, I get, yeah. I don't know. That's that's tough. Maybe you get mm-hmm. a, a new, like, what about a Brian Cranston? Interesting. 
right? Like if you did something completely different, like I don't mind yeah. our idea of, of bringing back somebody, but do you bring back Christian Bale or do you go further back? Like I know we love Kluntang and Val Kilmer is amazing, but like out of any of them, it would probably have to be Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, exactly. Yeah. So I, And I was thinking about him too. So I wasn't necessarily like Bale was not the one that I was suggesting should be, but that was sure, an, an but example. Was, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, because it would be very interesting to see Michael Keaton do a third Batman. God, that first one came out in, what, 88 or something like that? Yep. So, 30 30 years after the original came out? Yeah, and you're doing, like, a Dark Knight Returns story. Yeah. So, it's where he is older. Yeah. And, like, Alfred's... Oh, it's been too long since I've read it. I don't remember if Alfred's still there. I think he is. Oh, really? Well, because huh. Alfred's age fluctuates pretty heavily in the comics, depending on which line you're reading. Because DC is very different from Marvel, because you're more used to Marvel stuff just because of the pop culture. Right. Um, DC is very, like, alternate timelines, and we'll do this for a year and a half, and then it'll, we'll do something completely different. And okay. So it's just, they're kind of more of a freewheeling thing, which is why right. I like them. You don't have to sure. know 40 years of history to follow Batman Black and White or House of Owls or something like that. But it helps. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus X-Men, where it's like, here's a book. Here's this thing they're referencing that happened in 1997. Right, right. Cool. I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, like, knowing the guy who played Alfred in in the mic... I mean, you just have to change Alfred, but, like... Oh, yeah. The guy, he, there was a, a significant age difference between the two of them, right? So, um... I just... I, I literally can't remember. Alfred might have passed away by this time, and it's Batman alone in his mansion. I'm not positive. Right. I mean, I guess you could take some artistic liberties one way or the other, right? Like, that would be up to the writers and the creators and the director and just decide, okay, well, more the, the writers, but... You know, do yeah. we do we make him do do we have Alfred still around and Alfred or does Alfred die right at the beginning? Like, there's there's different possibilities, right? Or is Alfred now a, a like the Bat computer? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Like he remodels the computer to be because in the in the movies they've made Jarvis into a computer program, right? Right. Yeah. Jarvis is alive with Tony in almost all of the books. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. He's like so, yeah, an Alfred, like, basically. He's almost yeah. exactly like an Alfred, because Iron Man is essentially the Batman of Marvel. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure I've put pieced that together myself at some point, but... Oh, a positive, yeah. Yeah. But of course he is. Like, that's the, that's the perfect comparison. Um, How do you feel but, about a, a political Iron Man movie? A political Iron Man movie. A grounded Iron Man movie mm-hmm. taking the timeline, and this I'm directly pulling from the comics, where he becomes okay. the secretary of... Oh, fuck, what was it? Defense? Okay. He's he's secretary of state or secretary of... De- I'm pretty sure it's defense. He becomes okay. like defense secretary. So he's trying to be Iron Man, and also he's <laughs> the secretary of defense to the president of the United States of America interesting that that could be kind of cool because that's what i'm that's the way i'm interpreting peter's thing because i think batman's probably our best bet if we're doing a direct one-to-one old man different story i think batman's probably your best bet Mm -hmm. 
but different grounded or gritty or violent stories. That was just the because we naturally kind of bled into talking about Iron Man a bit. Yeah, yeah. That one came into that just popped into my head because that was a, a timeline in the comics that I actually kind of enjoyed. Okay. He's also a Republican. Really. Uh, he's super rich, sense. and he's yeah. a military hardware contractor. <laughs> yeah, no, that does make sense. I, I could see that that would that would be the case. I mean, I, I I like the idea because it sound there would be a from an Iron Man perspective is just like well I'll just go in there and kick everybody's ass. But from a Secretary of Defense standpoint, it's not it's just not that easy. Right. So then it's then he has to do like what was it protocol. Oh, I'm asking you an obscure comic book reference. The protocol where he's got all of the suits on AI, basically, that Ultron overrides yeah, in the yeah. movies. Yeah. yeah, so it's just... So he's able to send, basically, AI robots to do some <laughs> military work. Okay. Yeah. Also, excellent Futurama reference. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Just send all these all these suits that he owns that, you know, they're... They're like the different prototypes or something, aren't they? Like Oh yeah, like Mark have... 42, Mark 45's got slightly better repulsors. Mm-hmm. Mark, what a 80 is the Hulkbuster. Like he's got a bunch of different suits. Yeah. Uh, Some yeah. Iron Man fan is going to tweet at me for getting those wrong and I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think that's a, a a cool concept. I those would be interesting stories to read just to see how he walks that line between political and, well, Iron Man. Spoilers, doesn't go super great. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would be. <laughs> he put a military contractor slash superhero in charge of the defense. Yeah, that's kind of how I figured it would go. Is probably not going to end well. Yeah, not super great. Yeah. Just not, not super great. <laughs> but it's very engaging. And it's a story I think that would be interesting because it would ground him in a real world... A connectable scenario. Like, yes, not all of us can go out and be Secretary of Defense, mm-hmm. but that's at least, that's a thing that everyone knows versus yeah. fighting <clears throat> Thanos. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a little bit more, certainly it's not realistic, although it's the idea of Iron Man suits and Batman suits and that sort of stuff that is just made by really rich people that is becoming more and more of a possibility as our technology improves the oh, yeah. further along we get. So that is more possible, but you know, fighting <laughs> these these celestial beings is not necessarily something that we can all relate to, but you know, whether you're secretary of state or whether you've run for student council or whether you've, you know, you're you've run for council of your town, like at least people understand politics. Yeah, well, and then, like, the the bad guys, the antagonists, I can't even say bad guys, but the antagonists become, like, bureaucracy and rivals for power. And then he also has to deal with, because this is a mid-2000s thing, post-9-11, so it's a lot of, like, having to deal with terrorist threats. Right, yeah. So it's, it's very much more based in a connectable reality versus super crazy superhero stuff yeah yeah so that was yeah. just a as it seems like today is just kind of a we're gonna hang out and spitball some movie ideas <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes sometimes that is the way it goes because i mean 
you know, it's like we could talk about these superheroes, but we also need to figure out how. It's like, yes, you could just say this superhero needs a, a Logan style treatment, but if that's the extent of the conversation, where's the fun in that? Whereas if you can say, like, yes, Iron Man needs, uh, you know, where he's a politically driven character, he is a secretary of, we'll say, defense just for the sake of the argument, that is much more interesting because then we are we are explaining what sort of movie we think they should star in. Yeah, Or they exactly. should appear in, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to run run through other superheroes that I am familiar with that might need this style of treatment. Clearly Aquaman. Okay. <laughs> okay. How are you grounding Aquaman? I have no idea. I'm just <laughs> I understand that you're trying to connect with my favorite superhero there. Yeah. But you know no, so I... little about him that well, I know very little, and I, I honestly don't know that there's any way you could make a like a, a make a more grounded style Aquaman. He's a superhero that spends half his time living in the ocean. He's Superman underwater. That's literally yeah. Aquaman. So it's just kind of like okay, I uh, you can make a romantic comedy, but it's gender reversed. It like splash. It's him meeting. A girl, but I guess we just have to take Mira out of it, who he's married to, who's also from under the ocean. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see an R-rated, like badass Aquaman movie, where he gets to trident the fuck out of people. Like, well, I'd watch that. <laughs> that's. I guess if you wanted to look at it that way, then yeah, that would be very cool. Like something where it's just like, stab, 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 stab. That would be, you know. <laughs> That would be an, another local Logan style treatment where it's less. And I mean, again, like you said, talking about Deadpool and you know how there's very few who like almost anti heroes. Um, yeah. Having something where where you can be a little bit more graphic because he's it's got that R rating could be very fun, and you would Thank get you. a lot of people because there were complaints about people who took their kids to the to the Deadpool movie. It's like, oh, the language and the violence, and just, and then like, yeah, it's rated R. Yeah, that that was the whole. That's Deadpool. Yeah, to not do Deadpool like Deadpool in the comics makes no sense. Yeah, exactly. So you know, people can complain all you want, but that's the case. And I think that that would be the issue would run into with a Batman. Not necessarily the issue, but a lot of people would see Batman or Aquaman or what have you, and just go, well. I, you know, I'm going to take my kid because it's a Batman movie. And it's like, well, no, it's a Batman movie, but it's a Batman movie that's rated R. Or it's an Aquaman movie and it's rated R because he literally throws a trident through some guy. Yeah. Well, he also mentally commands sea life, right? So, mm-hmm. like, we could have some pretty epic shark maulings. That is true. I mean, who wouldn't want to see a shark mauling? So what we need to do is we need Sharknado combined with Aquaman. Aquaman commands the Sharknados. That sounds terrible. <laughs> but if the right person listens to this, we have a new movie. Or if the wrong person listens to this, it's going to be Sharknado 7. Also bad. <laughs> it's, uh, they couldn't use Aquaman, so it's like, what would that be? Uh, Water Bro? Water Lad? <laughs> oh, Lad. E-A-U, lad. He's French. I like it. Oh my god, that would make it even better. (laughs) 
Okay, so there's a new guys from uh, podcast subject. If somebody ever wants to, what are what would be the names of ridiculous superhero knockoffs? Oh, I want to do that. Right, I know. I feel like now that we've mentioned it, somebody's gonna mention. Somebody's gonna ask us for it. So I feel like we could have a lot of fun with those. Oh, lad. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> well, I was thinking about it, and I started running through languages, and I'm like, what would be a good? Aqua's essentially Latin, so it's well, Latin. I just start running through it. I'm like, what else can I use? Ah, <sighs> yeah. Like oh, it. lad. Oh, lad. I'm looking at, like, just kind of scrolling through other superheroes, just, you know, in general, just to see if I can find some that might be worth doing this for, but I can't, like... I not suppose just... you do have to do that, huh? <laughs> yeah... I mean, it's not like I don't know some of the characters. Like, it's just the ones that would make the most amount of sense for this sort of treatment. Like, Sure. What about Hulk? They've still not pulled off a good Hulk movie. They have not. We're still waiting on a good, like, Hulk proper. Because, I mean, from from everything I understand, uh, Ragnarok, where, you know, Hulk is in Ragnarok, right? And Yeah, because like they kind of half do Planet Hulk, which is a great comic right. series, in Thor yeah. Ragnarok. But, like, that's not... That's not a Hulk, like an Incredible Hulk, an awesome Hulk, uh, amazing yeah. Hulk. Yeah, no, like, because we're, you know, we've had, what, the Eric Bana Hulk, and we've had the Edward Norton Hulk? Yeah, which I liked the Edward Norton Hulk. It wasn't great, but it okay. was okay. Mm-hmm. I think Tim Roth was in one of those. Was he? As an evil Hulk, I oh, think. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, and, and um... Jennifer Connelly was in the Eric Bana one, right? Uh, yes. And Liv Tyler was in the Edward Norton one? Or is it the other okay, way? Yeah, Eric... Uh, no, Ed, Jennifer Connelly was in the Eric Bana one. That's what I thought, yeah. Cool. Um, Sam Elliott was, too. And then The Incredible hey. Hulk with Edward Norton, Liv Tyler, Tim Roth played Emil Blonsky, William Hurt, Tim Blake Nelson, Ty Burrell. Wow, good cast. It is, and it that's was the a sad thing, cast. is it's a great cast just you know not necessarily the best show the problem i think with hulk movies mm-hmm. is that it's hard to make one that people care about okay you know what i mean like it's hard to make a story like a, a central character in a film about somebody who just wants to be left alone. Because right. it's, it's essentially Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde if Mr. Hyde wanted to isolate himself. If or Mr. no, was if a, Dr. Was Jekyll wanted to isolate right. Mr. Hyde and does. Right. But then people keep trying to get Mr. Hyde. Because <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's basically what they've done both times. Right. And honestly, I think the best Hulk story that I've read in quite a while Mm -hmm. is not one that you could do in film anytime soon because you need She-Hulk to do it. Okay. Uh, Because She-Hulk is a fairly fun character. Okay. Great female superhero if they're looking for movies. She's a lawyer who's like a cousin of Banner. Okay. So then she ends up becoming, like, she becomes a superhero lawyer. Oh, nice. So she so she takes care of cases in court, at least in the She-Hulk that 
that I have read specifically because I'm more 2000 on. I'm sure okay. there's some older She-Hulk that might do other things with her. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, so she becomes like she becomes lawyer to superpowered or when there's a superpowered problem or like a mutant is in trouble or whatever, She-Hulk is the lawyer that they go to. Right. So she fights crime in both like a daredevil, both on the street with the Avengers and in the courtroom as a lawyer. But the story that I think is the best and specifically talking about Hulk is Banner's dead in the comics. Spoilers to like two years ago. Okay. So she Hulk is now the Hulk. Okay. But she is trying to process the fact that one Banner is dead. Two, her powers have gone completely crazy. Like, she's now a Grey Hulk, like the original mm-hmm. Hulk. So a ri- like she has very little control. And there's, like, a, a drug, a rage drug on the street, which is mu- rapid mutation and leads to other, like, hulking monstrosities who have no control. But she right. also can't really control it, so she's trying to find ways to process and deal with the fact that she doesn't know if she wants to be superpowered anymore. Okay. But at the t- same time, she's Hulk. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Like that's... But yeah, there's there's some some progress, not progress, there's some, some steps that need to be made before we can get to that point. Oh, there's a fuck ton of groundwork needed to make that usable for a film audience, because mm-hmm. you would hope some... Well, again, there's the split between the people who know the books and those who just watch the movies. So it's like, I know, I know I you don't. don't read a lot of comics, but you at least knew that there was a She-Hulk, right? Yeah. Like, there is a She-Hulk. But knowing anything about Jennifer? No. No. No, exactly. And I think most of my knowledge of She-Hulk is because of you. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> that makes the most amount of sense. I feel like that's not necessarily something that I would have known by myself. Yeah. I need my comic book friends to tell me all the things. Well, speaking of which... Do you want yeah. to continue this conversation in the second half? I know we had talked about doing two questions, but we've talked about sure. four movies. Yeah, we could keep this going. All right. <laughs> it feels like such an anticlimax, but you know what? Hey, the rest of our conversation is going to be brought to you by Gamlor the Destructor. Praise Gamlor. Because we promised we were going to, we're just going to keep talking about what we were talking about. Yep. And hopefully this time, I will continue to have power. (laughs) Because that would be dope. Yeah. Full disclosure, Dave and I did, like, the first two minutes of this already once. And then, uh, all of a sudden, my power just went out for about, what, two minutes? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Long enough that we weren't sure if we were going to be able to finish this podcast today. Yeah. Yeah, but not so long as to be start the process of like, all right, well, we'll uh, we'll try and do this and <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I'll record also, a little writer and yeah. yeah, exactly. It was also probably the best two minutes we've ever recorded. Hilarious, poignant, and it's gone now. So you guys missed out. 
Yep, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> exactly. Dave's just, Dave's just gonna talk about like Hellcat. He doesn't know who Hellcat is, but he looked it up once. So yep. it's just twenty minutes of that, and then I'll mumble something, and then we'll stop. <laughs> twenty minutes about me talking about a superhero I know nothing about. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. God, that sounds painful for everybody involved. It sure does. Didn't we have something like that in our list? Oh, Dave describing uh, anime? Yeah. Off of titles? We did that but, at some point, didn't we? Yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah. But you also, years or many, many podcasts ago, you went through a list of obscure superheroes and... You had, I think you gave me the name, and I had to describe what they did. Or you described what their superhero power was, and I had to give you the name. It was one or the other. Oh, I remember doing that. Yep. Yeah, and that was that was a long time ago because that was still when I was recording at your place for sure. Yeah, for sure. Because I was able to show you pictures of like the Red Bee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Matter Eater Lad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those ones. <laughs> Weirdly enough, we don't have any of them in our Logan-style treatment movies. <laughs> well, what about a Matter Eater Lad movie? <laughs> uh, I can't even remember what Matter Eater Lad did. Well, he, he ate matter. He eats matter. Yeah, that's it. He, that's what he does. He he eats matter. <laughs> oh man, that's Marvel or DC. I don't remember who screwed up that badly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one way to find out. Matter, not meter, matter. There, there's a there's a hyphen in there, too. Yeah, yeah, there sure is. Uh, DC. Yeah, he is a member Dope. of the Legion of Superheroes. And possesses <laughs> the power to eat matter in all forms. As but do to be all fair, natives that's... of his home planet, Bismol. <laughs> to be fair, that is useful. Yeah. Like, oh no, I, like, they're trapped under that rubble. I'll help. And then you just eat through the rubble. Like that, okay. Yeah, but I don't know if, like, he can eat so much. Like, can he overeat? I don't know. Matter? Because if he could overeat matter, then he's incredibly useless. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I dropped that glass. That sharp glass, my child, will cut themselves on it. I'll save them. And then just, like, eats the glass and it's fine. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. There's literally the picture that I'm looking at right now is him holding on to what, like, a it looks like a chain link fence, but it's a larger scale. Like, it, you know, instead of the chains being a couple inches, they're like, uh, I would say, a foot squares. And he is literally just, like, holding on to the, t- to the fence with two hands and, like, just gnawing on one of the pieces of fence. It's amazing. So how, how do we ground that, Dave? How, how do we owe Logan that? Oh, God, I don't know. Is, is he old and now he, has, he doesn't have his original teeth? He's got dentures. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe oh no, because it's DC, so it's not it's not the same universe as Marvel, so it can't be adamantium dentures. No, no, it can't be. Hmm. But it's there. There are obviously incredible metals there too. I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. I found another picture where he's got a sandwich of some sort, like it's like a gigantic, uh, like lumberjack style sandwich. Uh, but it's all metal inside. So there's a hammer and a wrench and chain 
and something else, and he's got a golf club sticking out of his mouth. It's amazing. So that that leads me to believe that Matter Eater Lad is able to process matter, meaning that he's not so much he doesn't have a stomach. Like, he doesn't get super full if he eats that whole sandwich. Yeah. Because if you think of the... Because Matter Eater Lad is roughly the size of your average human, right? Yep, yep. So, like, your stomach... I can't imagine that if you ate a hammer, you would still be hungry, right? I wouldn't think so. Thinking of the size of your stomach, a hammer, like a... Yeah. I'm not talking like a sledgehammer, obviously, just a, like a full-size... A carpenter's hammer. Carpenter's hammer. Yeah. I'm assuming you'd be pretty full after that. I would think, yeah. Yeah. So his origin, the food of Bismol, which is his home planet, was gradually poisoned by microbes, so inhabitants evolved... A, so inhabitants evolved ability to eat and digest any substance. Mm-hmm. Other data, I mean, parents that... living, no special girlfriend. Okay. Just in case you needed that extra information about Matter Eater Lad. Well, I feel we all did. Right, exactly. I've also saved both those pictures because they're amazing. <laughs> I'm just going to randomly get one on text message at some point. Or 100%. Dave will tweet them at some point. Actually, that could be, yeah. Maybe I'll wait until after this comes out just so I can tweet them, but yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly don't know how you could make a grounded story out of Matter Eater Lad because it's just such an obscure, random Well, it's character. just, it's ridiculous. It it's... is so ridiculous. I would love to see a movie or like even just like a throwaway in a DC movie of some sort. Like there's a Justice League and then, you know, meanwhile at the Justice Hall... And in the corner, there's just Matter Eater Lad mowing down on a lawnmower. Hammer. I think yeah. that sandwich is the best bit. Right? That exactly. sandwich sounds like it, it'd be real <sighs> spectacular. It'd be full of iron, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was seven minutes of talking about that. Um, <laughs> that's what people tune in for. Hard-hitting Matter Eater Lad thoughts. <laughs> Exactly. I did have... I, I, I wrote down a couple thoughts. I went through a list of superheroes and tried to find, you know, superheroes that I was familiar with and, you know, maybe stories that they would... that that could be kind of interesting. So there's a few different ones that I thought of. The The first one that, I, that popped into my mind, and it is akin to Batman, but it's... and I'm sure... I. I'm going to bring this up and you'd be like, oh, that's this and this and this happens here and da 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 da. But what if you had a movie where Batman was killed by somebody and you had Robin who was now avenging Batman's death and like, you know, because he's our Dick Grayson has already lost his parents. So he's, he's, you know, that's why uh, Bruce Wayne brought so him in. you're going with that, Robin? Okay. Well, sure. Are there others? There, yeah, like five. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Well, see, I know Dick Grayson, so... Yeah, okay, that's that's the Robin we're going with. Cool. Okay. So we say that Dick Grayson, because he's already lost his parents, right? Like, that's why he has become Robin, is because he's basically been uh, brought yeah, in by Yeah, he was an orphan Batman. who worked at a circus. Pardon me? Yeah, orphan at a circus. Yeah, yeah, okay, so... Because he was an acrobat, right? Yeah, okay, so... The... I wasn't sure if that was basically the story that always come like, if there's different Dick Grayson origin stories, because I am familiar with... Because, you know... There I are, have but seen... the, the main canony stuff is like the flying Graysons. Okay, cool. Yeah, so um, you know he loses his family. 
but then you know he, he goes and lives with, with with Bruce Wayne and becomes Robin and starts working with 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 Batman. But then at some point, Batman dies at the hands of oh, I don't know. We'll say the Joker, just because everybody loves the Joker, or Bane, or Bane. So what if Robin then becomes because the movie that I'm you know I remember uh, Dick Grayson as Robin in Batman Forever wanted nothing more than to get revenge on Two-Face and that was that was all he could think about and then Batman kind of talked him off the ledge but if Batman the one who told him you know there's more to life than just revenge has also died then what does Dick Grayson have right and so it it would depend on when in the story you insert it okay like is it in the Batman universe where uh, Dick Grayson has aged out of being Robin and is off on his own as Nightwing okay um, there is also a timeline where there, oh, essentially what you have described happens. Okay. And I said Bane because Bane is who breaks Batman's back, like snaps him in half and kills him. Oh, okay. So it's entirely of a possible story. Yeah. But um, I just feel you've like also if you also got, oh, Sorry, Damian go. Wayne is another yeah. Robin. No. Really? Who's Damian Wayne? Uh, Batman's son. Okay. With well, uh, I, I Talia kind of assumed, Al Ghul. But... Oh. Okay. Uh, there's also Jason Todd, but he gets killed, as far mm-hmm. as you know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Joker essentially kills him. Okay. Uh, and I'm I'm leaving <laughs> listeners. I'm leaving that simple. That way, we don't stay on it for the next ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> So you don't need to tweet me with what happened to Jason Todd. I know what happened to Jason Todd. But anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like you could... And uh, Damian Wayne is a very... Because he was raised by Talia al Ghul and then oh. goes to Batman. So it's kind of like there's a Batman versus Robin side to it. Oh, interesting. Because okay. he's more of the League of Shadows. Because he thinks more like the League of Shadows, like his sure. mother. Yeah, yeah. Which but, makes So the story sense. that you're kind of talking about seems like you want... Like, you want the Robin, Dick Grayson as Robin, to take the mantle of Batman. So, basically, Batman dies as Robin is leaving to become Nightwing. Yeah. And then he just becomes the Batman. Essentially, yeah. Okay. Which could be kind of interesting. I mean, because then you could have, like, because he's just, he's blinded by his rage, there could be more... I mean, I know Batman doesn't kill people, but... Typically, Does Robin... Or does Robin just beat the shit out of them to within an inch of their life because he is just so pissed off that everybody he loves is now dead, right? Yeah. And so, you know, from an R-rated standpoint, there could be a lot of violence, but also it's just dealing with that loss upon loss upon loss. Yeah, I think it would be a very interesting character study mm-hmm. of a like a superhero who has gone through nothing good since... Yeah. He was super young. <laughs> yeah, which could be very interesting just to kind of get that, that, yeah, like, you know, there's some, you know, obviously Batman loses his parents at the be you know, every, God, everybody knows how Batman loses, how Bruce Wayne loses his parents. Yep, aliens. <laughs> exactly. But as, as he evolves, I mean, he's still moody and sullen, but that's just kind of Batman, 
but yeah. you know he's still he's rich and he's you know he's got all the stuff and he gets the girls and you know there's things You're about basically him. just describing the Lego bat like the Lego movie Batman song. You basically <laughs> just kind of explained it Batman in that term. Really? <laughs> Pretty much. Have you not seen the Lego movie? Not the Lego like the Batman version? No, the Lego no. Lego Bat. Oh yeah, I have. Yeah. That the this is real music, Emmett. Darkness. Oh yeah. <laughs> No parents. Still super rich. Kind of makes it better. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, I can only ever remember one one song from that, and we all know which one that is. But that's because I, everything I, is I awesome. But that's yeah, fine. I completely forgot about that. Um, but yeah, so basically, yes, that's that's essentially Batman. But because he's rich, you know, it's it, it's it's okay. But Dick Grayson, like, he loses his family, then he finally gets adopted by Batman and becomes part of that world, and he, he feels like he's finally being accepted, and then to lose Batman again, like, oh, God, can you just imagine? Like, that would just make for such a depressing, hard-to-watch story, especially if you saw all the death and not just necessarily, like, you don't just kind of get plunged into it while while he's already Robin. Yeah. Well, if it's... So if it's not while he's already... Like, you could actually have him out as Nightwing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. like, Bane kills Batman. Yeah. And then, like, Grayson has to decide whether or not he wants to take the Batmantle. Or right. if he wants to stay as Nightwing, which is kind of like a grown-up version of Robin. But right. still uses, like, Batman-style stuff. Okay. Slash a bow. Oh, okay. Not like an arrow bow, like a bow staff. Right, yeah, yeah. Can break a park and, yeah. yeah. He fights with sticks. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know what the... I, I don't know. There's just... I feel like there's something there. And as I was going through these lists of superheroes and, you know, the most famous ones, as according to Ranker, I was just like, yeah, there you could flesh out... I mean, it couldn't be Chris O'Donnell because... But I don't know. If you could find somebody who would be a good Robin slash Nightwing and really, really get them to... to to stretch that character. I think it could be very interesting. Yeah, it could be. You're what I think you're basically looking for is more Christopher Nolan style Batmans. Yeah. Yeah. Grounded, dark. Yeah. Realistic to a point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, as realistic as they as they can be. But yeah, I think I think that's kind of what I'd be be looking for. And you know, it's not necessarily about like it's about the villains and about the the action, but it's like it's about the story of of it too and you actually get to see the the characters and not they're not just a caricature they're an actual character yeah yeah so oh. I think that so that was one that I thought of uh the other one I mean yeah the the other one that I thought could be very interesting because the Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot is um that is set in my 1940s like in 19 uh, World War Two, right or is it World War One? One. World War One. okay you haven't seen it yet? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's available on demand. That's why I'm surprised because it's yeah. just like you can easily track it down. I've been I've been churning through a shit ton of Oscar winners, Sean. So, you know. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you only have what another eleven months to get your targets like done. So. Yeah. Exactly. So you know, well, and I've got I've got a good chunk of them done already. So I've I've started branching out again. Um, <laughs> I've earned my superhero movie. Exactly. Yeah. Thank I you. Going else. my way. <laughs> yeah. 
we'll get into it what next week when we talk about uh what we're up to or two weeks from now i can't remember when that is i oh uh no it, yeah, it's next week i think yeah we're, next we're closing the in on it April, for right? sure yeah yeah i've i've oh yeah no i did i watched um the dirty dozen recently because I was like, well, that's not an Oscar winner, but it's been on my PBR for quite a while, and so maybe I'll watch that one. Um, yeah, fair enough. Turns out I'd already seen the last half of it. <laughs> well, that takes some of the suspense out, but yeah, right. All right. <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, I was like, oh no, I don't, I don't recognize this. But as we were kind of going along, I was like, this is starting to seem familiar. Oh yeah, I've definitely seen this. Yeah, fair anyway. enough. So yeah, I, I haven't gotten around to watching Wonder Woman yet, but I, w- I will soon enough. But uh, th- what I found now is she kind of like I don't want to say Logan in the sense that she's like that 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 she's she's uh, literally a demigod, so she doesn't age, right? Or like she's ha- like she's half Zeus. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Basically, she's she's a goddess. Okay. Yeah. So, oh yeah, because she's been in, like, she was in Batman versus Superman, right? And, like, she's in Justice League. So, obviously, she is yeah. still herself. And looks mo- like Gal Gadot. Yeah, yeah. she's a, a god. Right, okay. So, I'd be interested, just, I mean, with, with everything that's been going on, or even in the 60s, like, with the, the first kind of women's lib and everything like that, I'd just be very interested to see Wonder Woman as, like, because she does kick ass, just to see her as kind of at the forefront of the women's movement. Okay. Sure. I don't know. Again, I don't know how this would work, but it would be very interesting to see like then or with the Me Too movement and just like all these different, you know, the, these different points in history where, where, you know, women's rights have been talked about and we're, you know, we're trying to get more equal rights and everything. And so, yeah, she is, I mean, she's a, a demigod and she is, she kicks total ass, but at the same time, you know, to, to see her at the forefront of all these different issues and talking, you know, trying to, to be an advocate for women's right, I, I feel like that could be very interesting. It could be. I don't know how you do it, though. That's what the writers are for. <laughs> We're just Fair, pitching but the that idea. Makes for a, that makes for a very dull conversation for the <laughs> two of us on your idea. <laughs> okay, so... I mean, what 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 don't you know how you achieve it? Uh, well, what's your story? Is is your story that she, you're, you're saying she's at the forefront of, let's say, women's lib? Yeah. Okay. What what's your story? Is she marching? It's is just two hours of her protesting. organizing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like she would be. I, I don't know. I like the idea of this this character like at giving speeches and and kind of giving rallying speeches and you know being being there right at the forefront and kind of being in that public eye but also then i mean i guess it's not unlike tony stark being in the you know in in the government you know he's he's trying to find that balance between being in the public eye and being kind of on the political side but also being a superhero and i feel like it'd be interesting to try and see her balance that you know i i believing in women's rights and just trying to be there to you know as as the the proper role model but then also going off and kicking people's ass and trying to trying to to do people know that she's wonder woman like is she i I don't i guess i don't know enough to know whether or not like 
Did not she typically, just... no. She's also immortal, so she's trying not to be in the public eye too much because it would be weird to see the same woman throughout history. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, because she's in World War One, and then so like if you have her at the forefront of like sixties, like Wonder Woman or Diana Prince, I guess, burning her bra, and yeah. that's the front cover of Time Magazine. <laughs> She's going to look exactly the same in 2018. That's fair. Yeah. Is that something that you want scientists to know or? Yeah, probably not. Well, you look at like 12 monkeys. I know this is like a complete sidestep, but like you look at, you know, uh, Bruce Willis's character and he was, he was in, in a photo in World War One, and then he's, you know, then he's back in, what was that, 1996 or whatever it was when that, that movie was made and, you know, um can't remember the the actress who plays the the doctor but you know she sees that picture and then she pieces it together and like oh you're a time traveler and it would be kind of very similar and i feel like that would be really hard kind of a mind fuck to wrap your head around yeah it it kind of would be so like i don't know she also doesn't want to draw attention to thermiscria right where she's from oh sure yeah that makes sense because they kind of they're behind a veil of that hides them from the modern world right so you you notice that this same woman's there. It's like, are you a time traveler? She might be able to sell that. I mean, she probably sure. could, maybe, yeah. but then you have to explain it. Yeah. Or questions start being asked, and then all of, all of a sudden there's Thermoscria, where it's the land of the Amazons, and that's probably not great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, scratch that one. Okay, I'm not saying it's not a, an interesting idea, that, but this is why I don't know how you do it. No, and that's fair. And like these are the things that I I don't consider. And I was just like, oh, it could that could be that could be kind of interesting. But yeah, then it's like, oh yeah, no, that's that's definitely a very good point. If she's not aging, then why would she not age through history? That makes yeah you, you, yeah. You, these are the answers we need to figure out. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm not sure. But it would be an interesting, it'd also be an interesting era for a Wonder Woman movie. I'm just like, I, off the top of my head, with you having pitched this to me like six minutes ago. Yeah. (laughs) I don't have, I haven't solved the plot yet. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and maybe that's, maybe that's more than anything. And maybe it's not necessarily Logan style. Maybe this is just, yeah, it would be interesting to see a Wonder Woman movie set in the 60s in that time yeah. period but maybe not necessarily her at the forefront she is she's that is just the the part of history that she's she happens to be in at this point well and she it wholeheartedly stands for women's lib and yeah. like equality and all of that sort of stuff because mm-hmm. wonder woman doesn't put up with shit no. so like that makes a lot of sense i just i i don't know how you do it but then again yeah. I, like i don't know what they're gonna do for wonder woman 2 because they're already working on it maybe Are that they? is gonna oh yeah oh if wonder woman did way too well to not do a sequel oh yeah no that that makes sense i just wasn't sure like how far along they were well that it's been out for quite a while now already like where it's over a year old oh i suppose so yeah so the idea that they're like they got the team together and they're working it out so that way they could release it mm-hmm next year year after makes sense oh yeah no i knew that it's it's scheduled to come out in 2019 so that makes yeah. sense um but i also knew that that they were m- filming it because i like just looking at imdb right now the only cast is gal Gadot and uh kristen wig who was playing cheetah and i was like oh yeah i yeah. knew that she was playing cheetah 
they just announced that in the last week or two. Yeah. As of our recording. Which I think is a... <laughs> like, I don't know a lot about the character, but I... What? I like the I know, shocking, right? Dave doesn't know who Cheetah is? Yeah, I know. This is this is brand new information. But I like the idea of Kristen Wiig playing a villain. Yep. I think that's going to be fun. So, yeah. Those were the two big ones I had. What's the deal with Captain America? Is he also, like, kind of ageless? Well, no. He was in World War II, and then he was frozen. Frozen, okay. You Well, you didn't see Winter Soldier? Uh, I did, yeah, yeah. It's been a long okay, time. Okay, well, okay, well, but that's that's how he gets to the modern day. Is he? Remember at the in the first movie, and I'm just gonna stick with movie timeline because it makes everything easier for Dave. Yeah. When he like he's got the tesseract or whatever. I think it was the tesseract off of, out of Red Skull's facility, and then he's like talking to Agent Carter as he's driving the plane into the Arctic. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of that movie, it was him waking up in that hospital bed that's made to look like the 40s, but the radio was playing a game he was physically at. So he's like, this isn't right. He, like, punches his way out, and then he's in Times Square. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. That's how he makes that time jump, is he's frozen and stays alive because of his super serum, essentially. And then he's thawed out by S.H.I.E.L.D. in whatever modern day you need him to be thought out in. That's how they're working around it now, essentially. Okay, I got you. When he's alive. Steve Rogers, mm-hmm. that is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, never mind. Then I, yeah. I was just, like, I was trying to think of a way that you could do a Captain America movie where he is now, like, so he's done, you know, he fought in the Second World War, right? Yep. The Second World War? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, yeah he was in World War Two. They, you know, we thaw, they thaw him out, and, like, he, they basically make him this war hero, and it's like, oh, we, you know, we unfroze him, we can talk about the, you know, we can talk about everything that he did, and, you know, but, like, he, well, I guess, I guess if you think about, like, the amount of veterans that came home, and then, you know, they, like, my grandfather definitely became an alcoholic after he drank, after he fought in the war, right? And so you think about, like, yes, there's a lot of, people there's a lot of uh heroes who have been glorified but there's also a lot of people who were just so you know they just had such a hard time coping with what they did and what they saw like it would be interesting to see captain america you know this this guy that everybody is is really excited about and then you see him in the private life and he is just so traumatized by what he's done and so you see these two different sides of captain america you see the the public eye captain america but then you see like the the, the private life where he is just a, a shell of a human being. Okay. Um, how do we do that? Because he's the, a paragon of virtue. <laughs> he also really can't get drunk because oh. of his metabolism. Right. It's tough for him. Well, I'm not saying uh, he has to be a drunk. Like, just, you know, the, that... But I, the paragon of virtue doesn't, doesn't help things. Well, that's essentially what he is, is he is American values of the 40s personified, right? Right. So it's like taking him out of that time and putting him into ours. It's that's the whole purpose is the clash of sensibilities, the old fashioned, like get things done versus the post Nixon, post Reaganomics cynicism and greed. Mm-hmm. Right. That's where the interest with him mostly lies. Okay. Your best bet for your story though is probably when he starts. Uh, it's essentially what the comic book Civil War stuff is sort of about 
okay. and dealing with uh what if the like following the government's orders but questioning orders and not like seeing what the government has become like the difference between FDR and George W Bush right 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 and like how corporatization has affected things and terrorism and how terrorism has changed so does the old fashioned way of fighting things and being at the front and being positive work the same way when so much of war is now clandestine right and so it's like it's that sort of idea like where he fights the government registration that's the original civil war okay is fighting government there's a a a superhero team of, of essentially kids like teenage superheroes doing a reality show essentially there's a horrible horrible super powered accident where a one of them pretty much incinerates an elementary school. Okay. So then there's a huge backlash as to how this could happen and, like, superpowers are a menace and blah, 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 blah. So then Tony Stark suggests, as Secretary of Defense, <laughs> why don't we do or starts backing. It's much more complicated than I'm making it, but still. Tony Stark sides with the government in let's register and have super teams work for the government whereas captain america sees this as a problem because yeah maybe this government's great but what if we get one that's not right that's the first civil war in the books very very loosely Hmm. okay then uh yeah that's pretty much what i was pitching okay (laughs) yeah great cool (laughs) see it's all it's all been written already so you know, we just need to movie movie versionize it now. That way Dave can see it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the trick. Is like, I'm not a comic guy, and there's just so many comics that I would have to start reading. And, like, that's just another thing for me to do. But there's so many cool stories that have happened in comic books already that I would love to see a movie version of. But I also apparently don't watch any comic book movies either, so... Yeah, that's you know. kind of the problem, is you're yeah. like, oh, this would be great as a movie. Hey, Dave, you seen that movie yet? Nope. <laughs> oh, well, then you probably should see that. Yeah. So, it's, it's tricky. It, it's yeah. tricky. Yeah. Those were the three ideas that I had. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Just based on a cursory look at superheroes and just kind of like... Figuring out, oh, you know, I know who this character is, and it could be kind of cool to, to see something like this. And yeah, sure, yeah. Do you um, have any any final ones, like any any that would you know that you've been saving or something? I haven't really been saving anything, but I think uh, like a grounded Black Widow film, maybe okay. when she's still in the Red Room, might be very interesting, where she's learning to be an assassin. Oh, okay. And is essentially brainwashed and like breaks out of that I think could be a very interesting character study and it's mostly just assassinations in Russia oh okay yeah um, I think there's there's a lot that you could do there and you could actually again it's Logan is a character study more sure. than it is it's a superhero movie but it is a character study yeah. like, I wouldn't say that about X2 no certainly not or even like uh, Iron Man or Wonder Woman Wonder Woman's a, is a really good superhero movie but it's not so much a character study. You're you're there to watch Wonder Woman be Wonder Woman. Yeah. And like learn her origin and get the backstory and introduce her to World War 1 and here's the evil Germans and all that sort of stuff, right? Mhm. So character study wise cuz that's essentially what you picked with Captain America. Yeah. Is a character study 
of looking at him being traumatized by something. And I think the best way to do that is having him try and rectify what America has become and what he's doing now versus mm-hmm. what he was able to do and what he saw as America growing up in Brooklyn in the 40s, 30s, right. 30s. So <laughs> I feel like there's a good one in with Black Widow there. Okay. Because it's a very interesting story and she is a very interesting character that they're doing okay with in the films but she's mostly just there is that scarlet yeah okay like she's good she's a good Mm -hmm. black widow but you don't really do any deep dives into black widow black widow's just kind of a badass and that's it there's not a lot of substance there hey like there's just yeah and there's tons in the books i've read most of the black widow individual series because i i always look for them when they come out because they're always very interesting to me yeah because it's dealing with brainwashed programming and it's dealing with the red room and it's dealing with like she was a bad guy and so how does the government react when it finds out that shield is using a former russian operative a former russian agent to get shit done in america right because she's a level 10 shield agent that's like ultra super top secret info right okay there's a lot there to mine, I think, that they mm-hmm, haven't mm-hmm. even tried touching yet, because mostly she's just there to round out the Avengers, it kind of feels like, which is a shame. Right. Interesting. Plus, you know, I'm always down with watching a movie that predominantly stars Scarlett Johansson. Assuming they keep her. If they're doing Red Room, it's got to be a like a 12, 13, 14-year-old girl. Oh, sure, because it's, yeah, that makes sense, because she's like super young. Yeah. in order to be, you know, brainwashed. Yeah, well, it, yeah, that like that sense. Red Sparrow movie that yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence did yeah. loosely feels... Like, I haven't seen it because mm-hmm. that didn't seem like one that I needed to see in theaters. Yeah, that seems like uh, I'll wait till it comes out on demand sort of movie, but it looks interesting enough that I'll see it when it comes out on demand. That's... There are... Even in that trailer setup, mm-hmm. there are hints of, like, a Black Widow story. Hints, not as extreme yeah. and not as interesting, like in depth, because there's how many years of backstory for Black Widow. Sure, but that's the kind of idea. Is it's like it's a ballet school kind of, but it's their assassins working for the headmistress, and like it's there's a lot there. Okay, interesting. I mean, I would watch it. There you go. At, at some point, eventually. <laughs> Maybe. That's yeah. I mean, I say that uh, I'm getting better at watching things. It's just you know, it's 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 a process. It is. Um, I can keep going. Like it's this isn't that hard. But I also have a wider range of knowledge of this subject matter than you do. Yeah, I'm happy so, that I was able to get through 80 minutes, roughly worth of chatting about this. You know, yeah. having just watched Logan yesterday and having a very very basic knowledge of you know the most well-known superheroes yeah exactly and matter eater lad (laughs) yes that was you know a major a a hefty part of the conversation which i'm really happy about so you know (laughs) me too that's that's important well i hope that answered your question peter it was a very good question and i'm sorry again i'm sorry it took me this long to watch logan but i'm glad that i have and i'm glad we were able to get to the question yeah yeah me too So uh, I guess that's it. 
You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we just want to answer your questions, or just have a good old chat. Do you want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron, that's Ron with two N's. Sean is at Sean Cord, that's Sean with a U, and we are at Guys From Podcast. You can email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com, Facebook us at the Guys From, or fashion your own bat symbol type light that you can beam into the sky, but instead of having Batman's logo on it, have a question you want to ask us, and then... If and when we get to your question, you should be able to swap out the lettering to make a new question. It's foolproof. I, I suppose that would be best in one of our cities. Yeah, yeah, I guess if you were beaming it up in, like, San Francisco, we're going to have a real bitch of a time seeing that. Yeah, unless somebody, like, takes a picture of it, and then you're sending it to us on Twitter. But then that kind of eliminates the purpose. Why don't you just talk to Dave on Twitter? Although, again, yeah. this is probably easier. Exactly. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell anyone you can any way you can. And I say this every week, but the best thing you can do to help us get the word out there and help more people find the guys from podcast is to leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or on whatever your podcatcher of choice is. We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including the Blueberry app, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Podbean, Player FM, you name it, we are probably there. If not, you let me know, and I will fix it. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Uh, I my brain is tired, and I'm all out of ideas. Clearly, I pushed it today. So, um, maybe, I don't know, try a restaurant you've passed like a hundred times but have never frequented. Maybe you'll get lucky and find a new delicious meal you didn't know existed, but now you always need in your life. Sean? On our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting the number one Matter Eater Lad podcast on the internet, we also write articles on things like music, that's indie music every weekday, throwback tracks on Thursdays, movies, gaming, both video and tabletop, you name it, we probably write about it. And where can I find that again? www.theguysfrom.com. Aw, yeah. For more horror slash pop culture goodness, check out at the dark half. That's T H E underscore dark half. Exactly how you think it should be spelled on Instagram. And also, when you go into that restaurant that Dave recommends, mm-hmm. maybe order yourself something that you didn't immediately see. Order your second choice, because your first choice, you always go into a new place. You're like, I'm gonna get the chicken fingers. Chicken fingers or chicken fingers, but maybe that pilaf's real good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Working together. <laughs> I also find I have, like, menu ADD when I go into a restaurant. I'll look at something and be like, that's what I want. And then I'll browse the menu for 20 more minutes, but not really focus on anything else because I just get that, I get my sight set on that one thing. <laughs> oh, and then there's no point. And, uh, right, exactly. Yeah. I keep looking at it thinking something else is going to pop out, but I'm like, oh, no, I want those chicken fingers. And that's all I, I, I can think of. So if that's you, I get it. Special thanks to the Sweets for our terrific opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And as usual, special thanks to Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com for our takeout music called Fearless First, as well as today's ad music called Fireflies and Stardust. This has been episode 212 of the Guys From Podcast. It's a palindrome! We like palindromes. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Dave. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys from Podcast is brought to you in part by palindromes. We love palindromes, and we go, don't get to do this again until 313. Well, no. I know. 222. Ah, that's not a palindrome. That's just all the same numbers. <laughs> I guess 242 is kind of a palindrome, but it doesn't yeah. feel as good. Taco Cat spelled backwards is Taco Cat. There we go. 